Yeah, good evening everyone. Welcome. Any questions tonight? Yes, Mahara. I really liked how you said that the peacock feather um, resembles the romantic. That's when Krishna started wearing it when he was in the most romantic mood. But I was wondering... No, that's not correct. Oh. He wore it before that, but it, but it has a romantic connotation as well as other implications, oh. implications, I should say. But the romantic implication obviously picks up in his adolescence that we were citing a verse from the, uh, describing him at the end of his Kumar Leela, Brahma's verse, which Srinivas, or Srivasacharya cited at, at Bhagavan's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's request, that um, he was wearing a peacock feather at that time as well. But I said, it's, of course, it has romantic implications as well, but that um, arises as he enters into Kishore. So, your okay. question? Yeah, I was just wondering, because sometimes you see the peacock feather on Gore and Nityananda, and I was just wondering what that meant. Uh-huh. Well, um, Krishna's uh, wearing uh, the peacock crown, feather crown, if you will, is uh, not something unique to him amongst the cowherd uh, friends of his boys of Braj. So it's uh, uh, worn by others as well, including Balaram and other other friends. Um, you know, at Adari we have a peacock that just happened to walk on the property one day and never left. Gopati is his name. And so you can find his, his feathers here and there. You know, they shed naturally. So, what speak of in Braj, there's just so many peacocks. So, they dance and the feathers fall. And and so, um, it would appear that they were picked up in the forest commonly by cowherds. And they often would pin their, tie their hair in a top knot and pin it with a peacock plume. Mm-hmm. So, uh, such descriptions are there in the scriptures of friends of Krishna also wearing a peacock feather and um, <clears throat> typically that said uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu although they are Krishna and Balaram they wouldn't dress themselves with uh, peacock feathers um, but uh, they in the Prakat Leela they appear obviously more as uh, uh, in the role of sadhus, that is the uh, sadhana siddha bhumi. So it's a leela where the siddhas are playing the role of sadhakas. They're worshipping the peacock, um, bearing Krishna um, in, in the mood of devotees, even though they are Krishna and Balaram themselves. Um, and that said, the apricot leela, they will there will be uh, dressed a little more elaborately. Hmm? Uh, um, the Gaur Nityananda deities, which you inquire about, were um, first uh, manifest in the world um, through the 
order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, given to Goridas Pandit. Shri Goridas Pandit Kijai. Goridas Pandit is, of course, the, is, is Krishna's intimate friend, Subal Saka, in Gorlila. So he was a rather introverted uh, person, um, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him to gather some neem wood and fashion deities of himself, deity of himself and Nityananda, and, and uh, keep them in his home and worship them. And he uh, did so, and he used to conduct a, an elaborate form of worship with regard to cooking all kinds of preparations on a regular basis, and also with regard to decorating them with the valuable jewels and whatever valuable things that he could uh, acquire. Hmm? Um, Mahaprabhu uh, Nityanandaprabhu visited him on occasion, and there are a number of famous stories, but um, um, aside from those, for the moment, he uh, uh, was somewhat pained by the uh, efforts of uh, Goridas Pandit. Hmm seeing the the labor uh, that he of love that he uh, worshiped the deities with and he told him to worship him more simply hmm? and that he would be satisfied with rather than valuable jewels with flowers hmm? and um, uh, and simple uh, offerings of food and so forth Perhaps Goridas wasn't so pleased with that. There may have been some discussion, but um, in that instance, Mahaprabhu gave instruction with regard to his worship that we might take to heart, that that he at least to say this that he can be satisfied with very simple um, form of heartfelt worship. Of course, Krishna says in this himself in the Gita, Patram Puspam Palam Toyam. The more the bhakti is part of the equation, the less the material substance um, has uh, uh, value or needs to be part of the offering. The less love we have for Krishna, the more we have invested our love and value in items of the world. And so we should take them and offer them. Hmm? But the more that the, our love for those things leaves us, then we're left with the love, which is really what he um, thrives on, and uh, is uh, is what worship of him is is, is all about. So, <clears throat> of course, then the famous story is that when uh, on one occasion when Gornet and visited him, then they began to leave. He, he pleaded with them not to leave, and they said, well, you know, we're right there in the form of the deity. And uh, then Goridas uh, said, no, I, I want you here. So then they walked up on the altar, and the deities walked out. I'm not sure who's walking around now in the Prakat Leela, wherever it is, whether it's the deities or it's Gornatai themselves. Point being, there's no, there's no difference, right? So... Uh, and there's some nice Leela Kirtans also describing the worship of Goridas Pandit and so on, and the visits of Gornatai and so forth. Um, but um, 
Um, that said, um, sometimes Gornatai would show themselves to him as Krishna and Balaram. Mm-hmm. And um, they are the same. Brajendra Nandanayayi Satchisuto Hoyasi Balaram Hoyilo Nitai, right? Um, we also um, saw in Gorlila, we see that, I should say, that the uh, principal coward associates of Krishna Balaram, the Dwarasagopals, hmm, while they, I would say, more typically dress themselves as sadhus, hmm, then there's uh, also uh, uh, a famous uh, painting of Udharandatta Thakur with Tilak and names of Krishna and wearing white and Kuntimala neck beads and so forth, the typical uh, sadhu dress for a sadhaka deha. So that would, uh, and, and his and the others uh, amongst the preoccupation with Nam Kirtan and, and, uh, and the practices that um, uh, that uh, uh, we participate in following their example, like the Goswamis. I said the other day they were ideal examples amongst Mahaprabhu's associates of sadhakas. So were the Dwarasa Gopals from the literature, but also at times it would appear from the literature that their bhava got the best of them. And sometimes they're described as wearing peacock feathers and carrying sticks and uh, and so forth. Hmm? Um, that we it's hard to imitate that. That uh, was it's not uh, um, uh, recommended. But um, uh, we saw this. Uh, in, you see this in Nityananda Prabhu, who kind of wore his bhava, as they say, on his, on the his sleeve, and sometimes he would drink, suckle from the teats of a cow directly, and um, and so forth. Uh, so, um, so, there is a place, I would say, for, um, um, on occasion, this in Bhava Seva to decorate Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu with a peacock feather and Gunjamala and so forth when they show themselves as Krishna and Balaram. You know, once one of my godbrothers, once Gurkripa Marsh, he, he started dressing his little Gornatai deities as, as sannyasis. I've told the story before. So I asked Prabhupada about it. So, you know, Never seen that before, and Prabhupada, they, they don't, we don't like to think of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a sannyasi. We don't worship him in that way. Of course, we learn from his sannyas leelas, they're inspiring to us, and so forth. But but we worship in, 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 in Nadia and um, and, um, and we want to we want to enter there and, and keep him there. Hmm? He comes out for us, but if he takes us in, then we won't want him to leave, and we won't want to leave from there 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 either. Um, um, but uh, here is another idea, right? Dressing them as Krishna and Balaram, <laughs> and apparently they show themselves in this way to Goridas Pandit, and they can show themselves to the eye of any such um, worshipper who may be inclined then 
to pin a peacock on the plume or peacock plume on pin a peacock plume in the <laughs> top knot of of gore and the Dinanaprabhu. And um so um there's some um uh, uh place for that in that the Krishna and Balaram are Gornitai showing themselves as Krishna and Balaram. They showed this to Sachi in a dream. Hmm? Right? And then I think they might have even showed it in the house the next day to confirm it. We are Krishna and Balaram. Um, in a dream, she saw that uh, she had Krishna and Balaram. She must have had Krishna and Balaram on her altar or something. I think the story is. And Gornitai came in and pulled them off the altar and said, it's our yuga, get down from there. And they stood on the altar. And she was startled from such a dream. And then the next day they showed themselves as Krishna and Balar. So there's some instances um, like this um, that um, um, don't uh, 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 speak to us about the in an affirmative way uh, about the idea of some devotees who think that because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for example, is Krishna himself, hmm, then we can also worship him as Krishna and Extending that argument, we can be parakya lovers of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So there's a problem with this with regard to Madhurya Rasa. First of all, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is trying to is Krishna trying to enter into Madhurya Rasa. So if you look at him as Krishna, that's okay. But as Krishna trying to enter into Madhurya Rasa, not as Krishna at, who will be worshipped as the object of worship, in the same way in Madhurya Rasa that Krishna will be worshipped. Which, of course, obviously in the Prakat Leela would have been a huge problem if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had secret female lovers. How could he have been an excellent, par excellence, sannyasi, grihijana shikshaka, nyasi kulanaka, and teach by his example? And give the and garland the world with with Prem. Hmm? Um, he was so concerned, for that matter, about his uh, reputation. This is his Acharya Leela. So Acharya means you teach by example. Hmm? He was so concerned about his reputation, and um, because if it would be uh, soiled then everything would be spoiled in terms of what he was trying to do in terms of dispensation. And we have to also understand that the dispensation of Mahaprabhu as a sannyasi is not separate from his internal pursuit of Radhabhav. That is the very way, the method. His dispensation was through Namsankirtan. And Namsankirtan was, was, as we often say, the method to his inner madness as well. From being a very public person in Namkirtan, he was taken to be, by the force of Namkirtan, to be a, a private internal 
uh, person unable to to uh, function in the world, hmm? such as the the power of kirtan to bring about such inner absorption, meditative life, and so forth. Hmm? So had uh, his he had secret female uh, parakya lovers. I mean, it's just there's he couldn't have done what he did. And for that matter, of course, we know that if there's if if there's no parakya for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with him as the object of love in the prakat lila, which there isn't, nobody can argue uh, against that. Then how can there be an uppercut? Because the bhavas, if there's an uppercut lila for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, um, the bhavas and he, he, what makes the, the, the lila is the same as the bhavas. Hmm? So of course there are those who posit that this is possible, and they posit a third realm, some type of swapna, dream-like lila. I don't, it's it's not something we find in the in the founding acharya's text or commentaries and so forth. So we 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 don't Krishna Das didn't didn't embrace this idea. Vrindavan uh, Das, and, and we, we, we were just fine following them. So, um, that problem, which is, okay, he's Krishna, right? And he's not an avatar of Krishna, he's directly Krishna, so he, can, he Krishna is Rasaraj, so Rasaraj Gore. He can accept all types of worship, and so he can also be worshipped in this way. Well, some very stalwart, great, great acharyas say no. So we, we follow them. We feel fine with that. But then the same idea, kind of, of, well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, Nityananda is, is Balaram, we can worship them as Krishna and Balaram. Hmm? But that doesn't create the problems. Hmm? There's no parakiyabhav there, right? Hmm? And they weren't. I wouldn't say, you know, typically worship like this, but they showed themselves at times to um, uh, Gauri Das Pandit, and, and it was no problem there. Hmm? So, um, given that, we might go to Gauri Das's house one day and find Gauri in the wearing a peacock, and if we were to look closely through his eyes, we might see Krishna and Balaram standing on the on the altar, right? Um, however, we do find that in 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 the um, um, international uh, community, in a contemporary international community, that sometimes we find gore in it, and the wearing peacock feather, and it's probably not that the pujari has seen them as Krishna and Balaram. Indeed, in the time of Prabhupada, sometimes that took place. I think you can even find paintings of Nishingadev wearing a peacock feather, uh, uh, probably in, in some Iskand paintings. And so, um, in, in this is an example of how Prabhupada preached uh, with a, with a rather a broad broad brush. Hmm? We have to kind of locate Prabhupada's contribution, time and circumstance and so forth and see how extraordinary it was and glorify it for what it was and um, understand that um, he 
we can say mercifully left some I's to dot, as I sometimes say, and T's to cross. Hmm? Right? Finer uh, details to fill in. The broader the camp, the campaign, then the, the the harder it is to have a uh, uh, the greatest depth. Hmm? Now the seeds of the of the of, of the greatest depth are, are all there, and you can draw them out, of course, from what he wrote and said and so on. But then to, in the context of doing that, so many things will come out that aren't directly um, written in the book or talked about, like this, for example. Um, so I, uh, I think that um, it was... I don't think it was asked. I don't of of Prabhupada can Gornatai wear a peacock feather or or something like that. We we didn't think to ask that. Uh, and I think that the devotees, it, 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 Prabhupada, of course, saw it at, at different temples. I, I would imagine. Um, and uh, I think it, it might be something that he just kind of like let go on as a way of saying something like Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, you know, there's a little Krishna in every one of these avatars and and the, the, the peacock distinguishes them, something like that, you know. So, you know, you have to kind of look very um, uh, carefully at what Prabhupada did so that you're not going to come and say, he didn't know what he was talking about. That, that's not the way to reply to that. Hmm? With some people, have sometimes he didn't know what he was doing. He, he put a peacock for there. Well, he knew what he was doing. I can tell you that. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. And he had things that were pressing and important to him hmm, that he focused on, and other things weren't as pressing at the time and focused on, and he left them for people like us to focus on you know, in, in other times and, and so forth. Hmm? I mean, he was breaking absolutely new, new ground and so forth, and... It's just like, um, you know, let's say some new person comes to the temple. Hmm? And so uh, everybody really wants to tell them everything. Don't do this. Do that. Turn here. Don't turn there. You know, don't eat like that. Don't eat like that. Stand up here, you know. <laughs> ah. And it's all real, real important to them. And they have the time. They don't even know what those rules are about or for or so forth. Some of them with a more deeper vision and so forth. Well, it doesn't matter. That's it. That's not going to waste my time. Tell him, don't do this, don't do that. I'm going to tell him, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, Mayabad is, you know, is is is, is a dead, dead end. Uh, and uh, I want to see that more important. I want to give my energy more important things. I don't have time to find. I mean, I'm, I'm in Prabhupada's case. I'm getting letters. I got. He's got, you know. I don't know what it's half a dozen or a dozen books of 300 pages that are just letters, and then there's a lot of conversations, and and I don't know if that question came up. I don't re- really remember or the conver- if it came up, he might have said something, but he didn't have time to address every little detail. And again, that was his mercy to leave something for us um, to do. You know, what he did do was uh, is super uh, extraordinary. And um, there's enough to be said about that to keep you busy for a long, long time without having to make him something that he wasn't as well. Hmm? And he himself said when he was asked about Bhaktivinoda Thakur's 
statement, I left the world by work undone, unfinished. And uh, what did he mean? Prabhupada said, well, that was his mercy. He left something for us to do. He could have done it all, but he left something for us to do. And certainly Prabhupada did something hmm, more, right? Added to that. Uh, and so, and that's what we're supposed to do, add something. So some small thing, some you know, discussion about a smaller um, issue, in, in a sense. Um, a, a refining, you know, the focus and and bhajan and and so forth. So typically, Krishna of Vrindavan wears a peacock feather, and Krishna in Mathura doesn't. Krishna in Dwarka doesn't, hmm? because as I said, you know, the peacock feathers are falling on the ground uh, in the forest, and that's where they're picking them up from. And in Mathura, well, he's dealing with Kamsa and wrestling with. Big wrestlers and uh, spending a few few years there, marrying Rukmini, the the, the, the goddess, uh, <laughs> and others and so forth. And then suddenly the gods make a city for him in Dwarka. Off he goes, and uh, so he's not uh, typically uh, decorating himself with uh, with red oxide uh, and other other minerals and. Uh, uh, the feathers of peacocks and other birds that have fallen, and um, and, uh, and musk deer, you know, uh, tilak, and, and and all of the. This is all very characteristic of him in uh, in uh, bucolic Brudge, uh, the rural area, in the metropolitan area, and then in the celestial. We want to look at maybe mature the metropolitan Leela and Dwarka, the celestial Leela, because there was, was everything was a, uh, the, the city was built on gifts from the gods, right? Mm-hmm. So they had a different, um, the residents there had a different eye through which they see him as the as the prince and uh, um, and, and husband mm-hmm. and so forth. So uh, yes, so the peacock feather is something that dis- uh, distinguishes him. As his flute does. Of course, we don't say Venu peacock feather. I mean, Madhurya peacock Madhurya. I mean, we say Venu Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, and Prema Madhurya. But um, but the peacock, like the flute, is, is something that he uh, carries in Brajan. Other boys carry flutes too, right? So, and horns and whatnot. So I think that, uh, yeah, I remember uh, some years ago, this is after Prabhupada passed away, that Gorgovindamaraj, his disciple, was making this point, something that some people were, you know, he's right about that for the, for the most part. Um, but there are ways that, as we said, that you might, you might find him wearing one in the temple and you would not be doing well to be criticizing Goridas Pandit for type type worship, for example, that uh, yeah. caused him to uh, yeah, address the reality that he was experiencing. He entered into his Gopasarup and as Gornitai showed themselves as Krishna and Balaram, there he was in Braj, right? Does that help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Jadari. Talk uh, on occasion about Suhrit-Rati. So, what would the analog of that be in the world, this world where sadhakas have not attained Rati yet? Well, 
Well, so suhrit rati is, it means that the love of the friend. So in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where Rupa Goswami is describing the, the stai bhavas, the dominant emotion that defines a devotee as a friend, as a lover, as a parent, and so forth, coming towards the the whole uh, chapter is obviously about uh, uh, different types of love for Krishna on the part of different devotees, hmm? in different bhavas, or different stai bhavas. But all of this is Krishna-centered. And so towards the end of the chapter, it would appear that Rupa Goswami had a thought about what his, reader, that his readers might ask, what is the nature then of the love or the relationship between the devotees? Here all these devotees are being described as being centered on Krishna. How do they relate to one another? Something like that. And so he posits this surit rati, love of the friend, love between devotees, which which typically um, functions. It's it's peculiar in that uh, is appearing in the Stayibhav section, but uh, the commentators describe it, uh, Jiva Goswami in particular, as functioning like a Sancharibhav. Hmm? The Sancharibhav augments the Stayibhav. Hmm? And so the question is, maybe it should have been in the, in the Sancharibhav chapter. Hmm? as the 34th Sanchari Bhav, but Rupa put it there at any rate. And um, <clears throat> so this is what it means, love of the friend. So the devotees, they love one another, and their love for one another is like, is it's all in relation to loving Krishna. And so their love for one another functions as a Sanchari Bhav that augments their Stai Bhav. Krishna, so it, it causes it, it nourishes it, hmm? and their love for one another. Uh, you know, now that doesn't mean like a sanchari bhava that their love for one another comes and goes and it's only transitory, hmm? but it functions in this respect like a sanchari bhava, that it augments or nourishes the stai bhava. Hmm? And uh, the love may be such that they love uh, Krishna more than the devotee, or they love Krishna and 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 the devotee equally. Or in extreme circumstance, they may love the friend more than Krishna. And that is a special kind of uh, suvitrati. It's also given the name bhavolasa. And it typically refers to those handmaidens of Radha who have a very strong uh, affinity for love for, for Radha. Hmm? And consign themselves over, you know, to her, her, her service, and this functions in a peculiar way because rather than nourishing the staibhav for Krishna, their staibhav for Krishna nourishes their love for Radha, hmm? and given this peculiar reality. And some theologians, Godi theologians, have said, have elevated Radha to stand along with Krishna as the object of love. Hmm. Together. Hmm. It's complicated theologically. But 
Um, so some background, right? Chidahari's question is, since this is a, a bhava surit rati, it's a rati, hmm? um, or it's a sanchari, but it's described as a rati and in, in, in the verse itself, how does that play out in the life of sadhakas, right, who don't have bhava? Right, that's your that's your question. I think that um, that it 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 plays out in a very similar um, way. I think that the affection of devotees for one another it uh, it nourishes their love for Krishna. I mean, we we uh, to give it another name, we call it sadhusanga in a sense. But there's different types of sadhusanga. There can be you know, there's association with advanced, you know, in the typical sense. I mean, Marsh gave a nice class on this the other day. Um, advanced devotees who are affectionate and um, and uh, of the same, what would you call it, jati, same... Uh, Group mood, right, right. Like like minded, like hearted. Okay, like minded, affectionate, and what's the other term? Like minded, affectionate, and sajatiya, snigdasya, sajatiya, and more advanced. So you know, this is sadhusanga, but then it breaks down. Well. What about association with others that aren't necessarily sadhus, but so to speak, but they're devotees? So I mean, overall, the devotees' association with one another is is encouraged, and it and it and it. And what does it do? I mean, it 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 causes it our uh, love for Krishna to flourish and be nourished. So I think, you know, on the lower level, it plays itself out in in a similar way. Hmm. Make friend with a like-minded uh, devotee. Because we are both centered on the same ideal, and so naturally, if you have an enterprise or a goal, and you have someone else that wants to attain it along with you, then you get help from that, and right, the strength in numbers, something like that. So I think it plays out in in, in a similar way. And I think it's, I've talked about it like this in the past. I think it's uh, uh, appropriate. We should see associates, wives, children even, as something that we may psychologically and emotionally and physiologically, physically speaking, have a need for that without we feel too materially out of balance or incomplete to then proceed towards uh, such a high goal. I've given an example of, well, if you want to jump up and touch the stars, it's good to be standing on two feet to start with rather than standing on one foot out of, off balance. So to, to bring one's material life into balance and for the purpose of vertical um, growth, then you see the wife, you see the husband, you see the children as things that I that are helping me in my bhakti, then they become venerable 
worshipable. They don't become objects for exploitation and and fostering my um, material sense of identity and so forth. But this is easier said than done. So you know, it sounds pretty, but you yeah, it's it's not so because uh, because we tend to get those partners and things like that for for other reasons. And then we have to see that, well, I have those reasons and those desires, but I really have this other desire that I want, and I and I got to bring them together. And so it's it's uh, you know that's that to do that is it's certainly possible, and it's it's what we should do. But it's it's not something you just um, say once and sounds good and just carry on. It's 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 a meditation. I have to see like that. Uh, um, and live like that, and then, then, then that's why it said Vaishnavera Kriya It's difficult to understand the Vaishnava because he could be very, she could be very attentive to family affairs and so on and so forth, and um, in her mind, he fully worshiping Krishna. Uh, I mean, one fellow once approached Korkashordas Babaji Marsh to announce that he had gotten married, and Babaji Marsh said, "Very nice. You should look at your wife as a gopi and worship her like this, this, this." And it was like, "What are you talking about? I just got a, you know, a, a servant, you know, in my house." My house. <laughs> yeah. She's going to cook for me. What are you talking about? You should cook for her. You know, worship her. So uh, <laughs> he kind of freaked the guy out. It says. He was he was like that. So from the anecdotes that have been passed down of, uh, about him. But um, yeah, so it's uh, that's the power of bhakti, right? Mm-hmm. So you could appear like a worldly person um, and not overtly like a sadhu, but be a very uh, Spiritually elevated uh, person. It's a question. Angle, angle of vision. Right? What else? Yes. Uh, you had mentioned in a class uh, just recently about uh, well the different stages, prakat and aprakat lila. You also talked about a stage where the the meditation is like a fixed frame, like just the Prakash is just one vision of the Lord and someone gets completely immersed in the Bob of that one vision. Now is that a Gaudiya ideal or I'm just I know it's just technical from my point of view, but it, just to try to understand what you know, as opposed to living in the Leela, it seems like you're living in the, a moment. Moment of Leela. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's not typically uh, talked about in, in terms of the ex, uh, experience and in, in the ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? It's not partic- typically, but the possibility uh, exists there. And I know one uh, sannyasi who had this Gaudiya Mat, disciple of Bhakti, Sarasati Thakur, a famous one too, uh, had this ideal of of just existing at it was at the time I think what was it uh, at a yeah, at a particular time in you know in the eightfold leela 
eternally, I think, like the Mangalartic time or something like that. I thought it was a little odd, but I mean, that, that you know, the, the leelas are such that it's that that's possible. And I think maybe we were talking about the Nimbarka Sampradaya, and from, you know, I haven't studied Nimbarka, I studied his commentary on the Vedanta Sutra, but otherwise, uh, you know, I, there's not much, um, well, I haven't come in touch with uh, much of the the literature of the uh, Nimbarkis, but I, I have gathered and uh, over the years this idea that their goal, their ideal, of course, is Swakya and Sakibhav, and that it's like it's like that. It's like independent of everything else that's going on, which would render everything else, the, the Prakat Leela, uh, the, the Kumar Leelas of Krishna, Mother Yasoda, Nanda, cowherd boys, cow herding and all, like just in their experience, something that was part of the Prakat Leela, hmm? but not part of the Uprakat Leela, where there's a Saki Bhav, hmm? and that's all. Now, you know, I stand, I could stand corrected a little bit on their, their ideal, but at least some of what I said about it is true. <laughs> I'm sure of that. So it, 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 when I did hear about that uh, over the years, I thought, oh, they're living in just one Prakash. Hmm? Um, so, I mean, another different different way of thinking about it, but similar, like, you take the 108 queens of Krishna, they're each living in a different Prakash hmm, with Krishna. Hmm? Therefore, Narada went to each one's house and there was Krishna doing one thing, and there he was with with him with Rukmini doing that, something else. So with Satyabhama, something else. So this is a famous example given for the this idea of different simultaneous precautious uh, windows or sections of the Leela going on, independent of the other one. You can enter into one. Hmm? So Nard was entering the one coming out, entering another, and then he had this realization: Huh, this is how it works. This it's all going on at once. And, so one queen could be living in one and does to one extent or another and thinks Krishna's with me at this time doing this and someone else is thinking he's with me at this time. Sometimes I guess they share notes and that's when they <laughs> have their, their quarrels. <laughs> does that help? Yeah. There is, of course, this is different, but... Uh, similar when we talk about like a window, or sometimes I've talked about like one frame in the in the motion picture of the leela. So to meditate on one frame, like a mantra that describes the form of Krishna or Radha and Krishna um, sitting beneath the desire tree with associates, uh, and so this is called mantra mayi upasana. So you meditate on the vision. You know that the that the excuse me that the that the verse speaks of, and chanting the verse, the vision comes, and this is kind of a meditation on a still frame, one 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 frame taken out of the of the of the motion picture, and what corresponds with that idea is the altar. Hmm? So you talk about a yoga pit. You know this is a yoga pit here. This is a one one frame. You come in, you worship the deities in this one, one frame, and when that worship becomes uh, developed, then it starts to move. Hmm? Um, 
So uh, from uh, mantra, mantra, mantra mai to sorasiki. So it, 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 it therefore the, the pastimes expand out of that meditation when I can follow them in meditation in, in an appropriate uh, swarup and, and so forth. So then the whole you know it's going around and for Godias then. We, we read, for example, Govinda Lilamrita, Krishna Baba Namrita. This is the experience that they're having, hmm? as described there. Hmm? Throughout the day, it's moving. The other rasas are there, and so forth. But you you can start to enter into there by taking one frame. Hmm? Something like that. What else? What's the time? What's your question? Yeah. Why would it not be? Something wrong with Pranada? <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. That's a problem. can achieve their idea when bhakti is present. This is bhakti in the mode of goodness. What is the mode of nature that is required for bhakti to be effective in karma and yoga? What? No? What is... Okay, jnanis can achieve their ideal when bhakti is present. This is bhakti in the mode of goodness. What is the mode of nature that is required for bhakti to be effective in karma or in yoga? Well, I don't. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's. I think uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has given the idea that um, bhakti, which is near guna, beyond the gunas, empowers sattva guna to do things that it can't do on its on its onto itself, and refers to that as sattviki bhakti. Hmm? That enables then jnanis, for example, uh, let's say, who have an ideal of sayujamukti, that would be the low end of the jnanis, to attain that, right? Hmm? Um, but you know, it, it, uh, I have also said maybe this is what she's referring to. That that is a statement that says jnan because it's governed by sattva guna cannot unto itself afford mukti, which is nirguna. So, if you want to go to the nirguna, you need help from the nirguna side. Nothing from this side is... um, It's all counterfeit currency. It has no purchasing power in the nirguna. Anything constituted of the gunas has no power to take us to the near guna. Hmm? It's it's beyond their, it's above their pay grade. That that place, hmm? you could collect it all, and it wouldn't be enough, you know, to get you a ticket there on the back, you know, the back of the bus even. So, so, so you need help from that side, right? Hmm? Um, so you got to bhakti has to be a factor in your in your gyan in order for gyan to 
afford you. It appears that Gyan does, but it's really the Bhakti that does it. <laughs> Entrance into your um, ideal there. And there's a range of ideals for for Gyanis, and in a range to which extent Bhakti is mixed with Gyan, moving, moving, moving to the point where it's or, or Gyan mixed with Bhakti, moving to the point where it becomes Bhakti mixed with Gyan. So there's less Gyan, more Bhakti, then you're going to get uh, further penetration into transcendence from Sayuja all the way up to, you could say, Dwarka, even, where knowledge of Krishna is the personality of God it is, is prominent hmm? compared to Braj. Um, so, that said, I have also said, and and as our acharyas have that that in order for a karma to be efficacious there has to be some bhakti also mm-hmm. in terms of we're talking about karma as a path varnashram mm-hmm. what makes the whole thing work is that there's some bhakti in it so while it involves the worship of all the gods and goddesses, well, Krishna and Lakshmi and Narayan are, you know, one of the gods and goddesses. One may think they're all, you know, for this purpose I'll go to this one, for this purpose I'll go to that one, I'll call in Vishnu for this one now, and not understand, but still there's worship of Vishnu, and that makes the whole thing go around. But I haven't heard the term karmaki bhakti <laughs> if you will there is bhakti in the mode of goodness passion ignorance but that refers to the, the practitioner hmm? um, and their disposition and so forth um, you know then again okay so the this, uh, sattvic person may want mukti and karmic person uh, person under the rajagun primarily we want material acquisition and so forth well, bhakti gives a blessing but uh was she asking what's it called? She's asking um, what is the mode of nature that is required for bhakti to be effective? Well, it's it's again, it's not that um, bhakti can be effective in any condition, even to animals in in, in tamaguna, hmm? such as the power of the nirguna. Hmm? It can affect anyone in any in any mode of nature. So it has a role in in this uh, dispensation from the scripture we call the karma marg. You know, looking at the karma marg, the varnashram marg, comprehensively and broadly, it speaks loudly to us of of its purpose being beyond itself. Hmm? To take one beyond itself. Of course, not everybody, you know, looks at it so broadly, steps back, and and, 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 and because of that, we worship. It's worshipable by us as 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 as, as gyan, even though we, we we contrast karma and gyan with bhakti, and indirectly glorify bhakti in that way in terms of her efficacy. Still, the scriptures tell tell us in terms of nama parad, we should not um, what is it offend the Vedas. What is that, Aparad? Hmm? 
So it means we should... That's why Balaba said to, Ma, to Rupa Goswami, you're calling karma and jnana witches. No, no, no. going to do that. And Jiva Goswami said, no, he's, he's saying the desires for karma and jnana, they are witches that haunt the heart and that therefore bhakti won't come into a haunted house. Hmm? See? So you get the desires, but otherwise karma and jnana, as paths in the scriptures, we respect them because they're meant for certain people and so forth, right? So if we understand them in a broader sense, then we understand them in the context of Vaishnavism and the worship of Vishnu being what the whole of the scriptures are really all about hmm? and so forth. And so therefore we can understand, well, the worship of Vishnu within Varnashram is, is kind of what you know gives the whole thing value. Hmm? If he, if he really... He's the heart of the Varnashram that the, you know, the blood's being pumped to, uh, properly understood. And that, well, this is the Bhagavatam's description. What does it say? It's a Bhagavatam. No, what is it? Sunustitasya Dharma says, Samsidhi Haritoshanam. Perfection of Dharma is Haritoshanam. Sham Evi Kevalam. If it doesn't give Vasudeva Katabruchi, Sanmahat Sevayavipra. Punyatirtanashiva, and so forth. If it doesn't give you taste for 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 Krishna, then Shramaeva Ikebalam, you've wasted your time hmm? in Varnashram. So, so again, it's it's its purpose is to take one beyond itself. But um, because inherent, built into Varnashram, also is worship of Vishnu. We just say that makes the whole thing go around. Hmm? Bhakti can be efficacious in any in any condition of the modes of nature to bring people out from within that and and therefore doesn't seek some qualification. I only go to Brahmins and the Sattva Guna. No. Hmm. All right. We we'll stop there. Shishi Goradamada Vakija. Gorbhakta Vrindakija. Gorpremanandya.